Hello, my beautiful friends. It is Laura Patricia Martin, and if you are new here, hi. I'm a trauma specialist, and we talk all things sling shame around our shadows and bringing light to them so we feel like we can belong. And I have the most amazing guests come on here. We have solo episodes. We release one every Monday. It's just a vibe. I honestly love landing here. I changed my life listening to podcasts and really understanding that healing is just a continuation of remembering who we are. And so I love to create this space and to have conversations and to, yeah, land here. So I'm happy for whatever brought you here. And if you're an old friend, hi, cutie patootie, how you doing? How you doing? Today's conversation is about getting over your ex. And oh my goodness, it feels like a lifetime has been lived since my relationship has ruptured and who I've become and the portals that have opened up and the quantum healing and the quantum leaps that have happened. And I wanted to share with you the insides of my processing and how that happened and how you can use this as well and give you some solution-based approaches. We talk about science, we talk about soul, we talk about application and moving through the realness of getting over your ex and answering questions like what if I don't want to get over my ex and I want to get them back like what what's that what do I do (laughs) so I'm sharing with you that I too walked that and I too released that to have these new types of love stories and a life that is truly truly a joy to walk within so i'm giving you all of that all the goodies and if you have reflections i would love to hear from you it is so fun for me to do this and to connect with you guys over on our instagram which is healing to happy healing to happy or my personal one which is it's laura patricia martin so i-t-s laura patricia martin And really diving deeper into these and expanding in these conversations because there are relationship taboos and they get us stuck. And I just want you to know you're not alone. You know, this gets to be a portal of activation. This gets to be a space that we breathe light into. So shame no longer steals our show. And it's just, it's been a joy. So come hang out there, like, share, subscribe, review. It helps us grow. It helps create quantum conversations and healing and navigating things and letting people know that we care about them through spoken word. It's just, it's a vibe for sure. And I talk about in this episode, the masterclass that's coming up, it's called Becoming That Bitch, which is our three-day masterclass with a micro mind that you can upgrade into to take this beyond just another masterclass where I'm going to be talking about the trauma-informed way of dating, which truly y'all I was literally, I had to pull over my car. I was so hyped about this masterclass because it was so buzzing of like the world that will change when we learn how to date in this way, the people we will become, the conversations that we will have, we will no longer be sharing triggers upon triggers. And when we learn to become a living sanctuary, because our dating history and the way that we relate to people and the way that our life goes is entirely our responsibility. It is entirely your responsibility. It is not for your partner to come in and make you feel safe. It is not for your husband to you know make you feel beautiful it is about you standing in you and taking radical responsibility for your life and i'm going to be showing you how 
with these embodiment codes over a three-day period. And if you want to take it beyond just another masterclass and you want to step into a micro mind around dating with other women that are going on a journey for 30 days to really quantum leap within their dating life and their healing and whether you're in a relationships or not, this is perfect for you to amplify love and regulation and safety within your life and your surrounding and your relationships. And if you want to jump in, there is the Summer of Love, Bold Love collection where you can get our three masterclasses. So you can get Becoming That Bitch, you can be, you can get Unattached, which is all around reprogramming your attachment styles, and then Sacred Singlehood, which is our signature program around navigating breakups and navigating singlehood and regulating your nervous system and all the kind of things. It's an extension of what we're doing inside of becoming that bitch. So you can get all three of those for 50% off right now. So you can jump into that. You can jump into the micromind, whatever you're feeling called to. You can get a la carte and just buy one. I will put this all in the show notes for you. So I love you and I'll see you on the other side of this episode, my dear. You are listening to the Healing to Happy podcast, a podcast where we have hard conversations that slay shame. It's about leaning into the vulnerability and reclaiming your bravery. I am Laura Patricia Martin, a trauma specialist who created this podcast to help women like you collapse the walls built up around their hearts due to the shame and trauma and life experiences, to have conversations we may be struggling to have with those around us so that we can break down the walls that are holding us back from living this bold, juicy, brave life. Here, myself, my guests, and my friends share their journeys of rebirth to help us get out of our own way, build authentic relationships and heart-centered businesses and dance proudly into our fullest expression. I believe that when we bring light to a shadow, find richness within the in-between period with women who understand us, co-regulation occurs, safety is imprinted, and we begin to set the tone for limitless potentiality. I am so honored to be here with you. So let's begin. Today, I want to talk about getting over your ex, and if you are new to our world, I recently went through a rupture of my relationship and really quantum healed in a way that feels good, in a way that feels like it's opened up who I've always been meant to be and Although my heart still aches from time to time, it has been such a beautiful self-discovery process. And through that, I've been sharing a lot with you guys. I mean, that, that was the start of this podcast was when that rupture happened. And to be able to share my heart with you and to have conversations with leading experts, like it's really opened up this, I don't know, this like new space of understanding and believing and seeing and speaking and I've just really enjoyed that journey and sharing that with you. I want to break down that process with you of how I've been able to not necessarily get over my ex but get through it. So if you are entering that stage of transition and you're having those kind of quarreling thoughts where it's like I want to get over this person 
but also I'm struggling with wanting to get over this person and wanting to get this person back. Because that was the thing that I had. You know, it took us, I would say a month and a half after ending our relationship to fully cut ties because both of us were confused. Like, are we making this right decision? Is this, is this best? Right? And sometimes when, you know, I didn't choose to have my breakup. You know, I, I'm the one that got released from that situation and when you're on the receiving end of that and it comes at a bit of a shock what I really want to hone in and start this conversation with is that a breakup is traumatic even if it's not a traumatic breakup I've had domestic violence in my life I've had cheating I've had scenarios happen that were traumatic right like that's kind of what we view trauma as but there's also when we go through something that is emotional and what trauma is in a scientific label or what have you is an emotion that is felt but not expressed and released and so it gets stored and so if we look at a history of breakups right how many times since we were a kid we've gone through breakups we felt emotions And instead of releasing them in a healthy way and releasing those feelings of abandonment or rejection or fear of displacement and misalignment, we kind of hold it inside. I know I did. And that's where this identity crisis started to really begin was within the context of relationships for me of not knowing, you know, oh, I I wasn't accepted. So therefore I must shift and mold and become what that person desired and as a child that you you go through these these stints and these these feelings and it's hard to be honest it really really is and as life goes on it gets to this point of who am I really and I was really feeling this prior to my breakup who am I really and who do I want to become and how do I want to be expressed and what is my voice like what's an original thought process and I was having these thoughts and I would discuss it with my partner and I would have these things and a thing that he's a statement he said to me was I don't think you can become all of you while you're with me for me it didn't land until recently that he was he was right and I shared in a recent post over on our Instagram around When we go through a breakup, we have two choices, and I've done both, of being a victim, of playing in the old narrative of, I really want them back, so I'm going to do these things, I'm going to, you know, live my life in a way so that ultimately we can, quote unquote, win them back, win their love. I've done that, I did that for a very long time, Um, especially when there was trauma bonding and codependency involved in that relationship. And then in this situation, I switched the narrative of, okay, so that narrative didn't fit. And I trust God, universe, source, that they have a plan greater than my own. And so what's the new narrative that I want to write? Not to bypass or mask the pain and the grief that I'm currently feeling, but to rewrite that in something that feels more embodied. So we have these two choices, and I see this a lot when I'm, you know, discussing with my breakthrough after breakup calls or, 
you know, my VIPs or my intensives or my one-on-ones or my programs, like we discuss these at lengths and varying degrees, but it's always a choice when we're going through a breakup. Like we get a choice and neither one is right or wrong. Like I said, I've done both. And I learned in the context of both. I learned who I am. I created a business. I did the things. I learned about all these different theories and science and it really is what led me to trauma was when I was stuck in creating and stuck in the narrative of the past and stuck in my trauma of the past and not understanding how breakups can be and really coming through this breakup and being in this space, a conscious individual and wanting to heal and really wanting to quantum heal and rewriting that. So I invite you to really look at where are you playing in the narrative of the past that no longer fits and where can you start to reprogram that into the present and rewrite something that fits and unfortunately sometimes we get stuck in that navigation of like but I want my partner back you know like I want them back what can I do and the truth is if someone is unsure about you unsure if they love you unsure if they want to be with you unsure if it's the right fit or making you question who you are and your worth and your place in their life. Don't try to please them into loving you because it's a disservice to you. You can't torture yourself anymore being someone's maybe. And if I am being radically honest with you, I was my person's maybe. And I did this and I'm speaking from this and experience and walking through it on the other side because I realized it after that sometimes we make excuses for the people we love of, oh, they'll come around. Oh, they're just learning about themselves and they take a little bit more time. And that can be true. And that was true within my relationship. But I was also witnessing the parts of myself getting lost in the context of being someone's maybe. Maybe you felt this. I would actually love to know if this is something you can relate to or that you navigated to and what you learned. And there is no strategy to outrun that fear of rejection, right? There's no secret tool or secret method when we enter into a relationship of like how many strategies can I use to avoid this abandonment, to avoid the rejection of being someone's maybe and turning their maybe into a yes. And if you guys are in my world, you know I love to play in the field of maybe, maybe means yes. Right? Because sometimes we get maybe and we're learned in our childhood that maybe often means no. And but we switch it when it comes to relationships. Right? When someone says maybe when it comes to like business or things like that, we often lean into like, oh, that must mean no. No, they don't want to. No, they don't need it. No, 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 no. But when it comes to our partners and someone makes you feel like a maybe, we do maybe yes. Like maybe I'll be a one day yes. And if I just cut parts of myself away here, if I just, you know, love them more, if I just overcompensate more, they'll love me a little bit more and they'll stay. And I will avoid this pillar of rejection that I so deeply fear. And that's not true. It's not true, at least for the time 
right? And that's kind of what's scary because it's like, well, what if I miss my time? What if I just held on a bit longer and then they come around and then that fear of the inevitable of, well, what if they find someone else after me? And since we've been through so much and we've learned so much and they mean so much and they are generally a good person. What if? Oops, sorry about that. But if someone is making you feel like a maybe instead of a blessing, it steals your joy. This is literally the joy suck of life. And my request for you is to stop lying to yourself about these things, about being someone's maybe, about being in a space that is taking away from the present because you're so worried of if I do this, I might lose them or this is what they like and this is what they choose. So let me accommodate that so therefore I do not rock the boat. But what about your joy? your pleasure, your light that the world needs more of, the thing that ultimately brought them into your world, right? Like that joy and then we get so in our feels and our fear of what if they leave? What if I lose them? So let me play safe. But if you think back to really what drew these people into your life is that fire, is that boldness, is that bravery, is that joy. And so remembering that, that if you are someone's maybe, it is not a good fit for right now, and that's okay. So if you don't want to get over your ex, you want your ex back, can you sit in that void a little bit more? Can you really, and this is literally why I created the Micromind for dating. It's an accountability group for getting through that void, for being in this space, for having a coach in your pocket, for having a mentor so you can blend the science and the soul of navigating breakups. Because it's not just time healing that fear and that wound it's what you do with it it's who you become it's how you stand in the new narrative and get 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 that pen writing again to write something new that's more aligned and it's looking at how breakups are a form of trauma and so how can we release these emotions so they don't get trapped inside of us and we continue this cycle how do we actually shift the narrative right and so i want to break down What's happening with a breakup, okay? So love is literally a drug. It's literally a drug. And so when we are in a relationship and we meet someone, all of these like romantic (laughs) chemicals start to flood our brain. These feel-good hormones start to flood our brain. Oxytocin, the love hormone. Dopamine, the you know, uh, feel good hormone, the reward hormone. Um, what else we got? We got serotonin, the happiness hormone, the pleasure hormone and dopamine as well. And so it really becomes this just like cocktail of love, oxytocin, dopamine, serotonin. You're just like, oh my God, this feels so good. And then when we break up, our brains lose their regular supplies of these neurotransmitters. And so broken hearts really do create a little hiccup in this quote-unquote broken brain and so it's because we have a deficit of these chemicals that will lead us to these feelings of anxiety and depression and isolation and this is where we start to possibly pick up habits that would give us these fixes 
so that we can get these activities of like a healthy dose of or a heavy dose of dopamine so like casual sex or drinking or drugs or over exercising or dieting or you know getting these new challenges in and like being the fittest one through the breakup like these things that we start to throw ourselves into so we can get these dopamine hits so we can get these reward hormones going so we can feel these type of chemicals that were basically stripped away from us and so this is also why people stalk their exes after we break up it's we're going through their social media and we're kind of scrolling through or we're checking in on our friends and we're constantly asking and we're doing this whole thing is because we are oxytocin starved <laughs> and these hits and these searching and these keeping updated and watching their stories and doing all these things it gives us that oxytocin hit and so the bad news on that it actually prolongs the connection with our partners it keeps the ex alive even though we might be looking at things and getting angry and sad like when we're holding on to grief and sadness when it comes to part of a narrative from our past that's actually the story that we're telling ourselves so we can keep it alive in our present so we can keep them alive in our present i know this was the hard thing for me to swallow when it came to my relationship because i was i witnessed how the story and the grief and i was angry and every time something big happened and i wanted to call him and i wanted to celebrate because we have had such quantum leaps since this breakup because when one door opens or when one door closes one door opens and he's the one that i've wanted to call right and i had to sit down with myself and be like what is going on here reflection process right bringing awareness to it what is going on here and what i had witnessed was I'm carrying this grief with me so I can keep him in my present moment. So I can keep feeling that it's not fully gone. But this was just prolonging the narrative of the past and trying to bring that into the present and it doesn't have a space in the present because if it did have a space in the present, he would be here, they would be here. And that might hurt your heart a little bit and it might also be an aha moment for you right now. Either one is perfect as it is. And so when we're looking at how do we get over my ex, right? Like, how am I going to do this? It hurts. I wake up crying. It's hard to get out of bed. It's hard to feel okay. Like, my laughs don't feel genuine. It's, I want to celebrate, but he's the only one I want to celebrate with. It's real emotions. And the first is recognizing the story and the emotion are separate. Oftentimes, the story is what our brain is doing. And the feeling of the emotion is what actually needs to be felt. But because our brain is creating this narrative, it's, it's um, 10xing the feeling that we want to feel and it's prolonging this feeling. But what I often see misconstrued and a little bit wires crossed is that when we shut off the story, we often shut off the emotion that needs to be expressed. We want to give the emotion meaning. The emotion that I'm feeling is abandonment and therefore I'm abandoned and therefore I'm not worthy and therefore I need to shift who I am and shrink who I am and start to mold myself so maybe they will choose me again. That's, that's the story. The emotion is you're feeling grief. 
Can you allow yourself to surrender to that motion of feeling grief without it meaning good or bad, without it meaning you're wrong or you're right and trapping this emotion within our nervous system so that we then perpetuate this cycle and we start to call in. This is why we tend to call in the same types of partners, wondering why we have the same result. We're like, I'm not done, I'm doing the work, quote unquote. It's like, no, that's an energetic match for where your nervous system is at. Nothing happens by accident. Everything in our external world is a reflection of our internal nervous system. This is the work that we do here at Healing the Happy. We shift this narrative. And so you're looking at these things and it's like, okay, so I... I get that the narrative, I'm sad that he's not in my presence, so I just need to release it. Like, this is where, I don't know if you've ever read Pussy, the Reclamation, um, or, I mean, that's where it's from, Swamping, where you generally, you just, like, let your emotions totally out. This is why in Sacred Singlehood, I talk about it a lot, where it's just, like, this sacred rage, allowing it to just become and to release and to be without it meaning anything. Your emotions are not good or bad. The most freeing thing that I've come to witness in the last year of my life, specifically through this breakup, is the emotional honesty that gets to be and how beautiful it is to just be fully expressed and to not hold any meaning to what I'm feeling. It's just if I'm sad, I'm sad. And that's all it is. And I let my body do it. And I have the tools and the mechanisms and things to release that. But I do not shut it off. And I work on not creating a narrative around that because that's what freedom is. It's knowing these things. And then on a science level, it's really looking at, okay, so in what healthy ways can I start to flood my body with the dopamine, with the oxytocin, with the serotonin? This is why you guys have heard me talk about inside of Sacred Singlehood or in my master classes of, and I'm going to be diving more about this in length and becoming that bitch, which is our master class coming up um, July 20th to the 22nd. But a dopamine checklist. So what are the things that bring you joy and tender and softness and really looking at and understanding how oxytocin and dopamine and serotonin can be produced by our daily habits, right? So slow walks in nature, certain types of foods, sensual play and pleasure with yourself, um, going on a walk just simply for a walk, not to get your steps in, getting natural sunlight, having enough rest, like looking at these things in your life and where can you start to add this back in? And then also looking at, I recommend being love sober for about 30 days after your breakup. And because oxytocin is the bonding chemical, it's natural for us to like reach out and stay busy and, you know, jump right into bed with someone else if that's your vibe. Um, the brain wants oxytocin, wants to bond. That's a, that's a natural thing that we've had since childhood with our mothers. But the brain needs time to undo that bond with said person. That doesn't mean that, you know, you have to cut off connection to everyone that you know and like go completely cold turkey and never go on any dates or anything like that. It's just avoiding contact with your ex. Don't call them. Don't look at their social media, especially don't have sex with them. Like let that neurologically dissolve so that your bond in your brain can start to reuptake and create its own senses and this is why I recommend and I'm going to be talking about this again inside of becoming that bitch of just like going out have a cheeky flirt with someone if that's what you want like remind yourself that there's other fish in the sea I think I said this in this recent podcast of like when my breakup happened I just downloaded 
Bumble, I don't use apps. It's not my vibe, but I just wanted to make sure that there were other men out there <laughs> to really remind me that they exist. But I never took it anywhere other than just like looking at it and like maybe having one conversation. But just like enjoy getting the attention of others is a form of self-care. Allowing yourself to be seen. Allowing like this is why I talk about I take myself on dates once a week since my breakup and like get really cute and sit at the bar and smile at strangers and talk to strangers and it's just very innocent but it reminds me of my power and my vision of life and you know life is a networking game how many deep meaningful relationships can we have and who can we learn from and what can we learn about ourselves and the expansion of this and you know just remind yourself that you are so loved and you are so worthy and it doesn't have to be I'm doing this for to be chosen, right? Like that's the biggest thing I want you to know is like this is not to be chosen. This is to start to reprogram in your mind. Like your breakup is for you. Your breakup is so you can become someone, so you can become powerful, so you can become the leader of your life, so you can create this artistic expression to discover more about yourself and reclaim and take back what that person may or may not have taken from you. Your power, your voice, your strength, your confidence. This can be found by taking yourself out, by having a cheeky flirt, by getting the attention of others and learning how to really enjoy it. And it doesn't have to be anything. You can go to a coffee shop. That's literally what I'm going to do after I finish recording this podcast is go to a coffee shop and make cheeky eyes with someone, little flirty eyeballs with someone. And really then moving into replacement therapy, like you want to rebuild your romantic confidence right? It's not about jumping into something. It's about finding alternative ways to supply your brain with the chemicals that they crave, right? So this is what I was talking about. Go and get into nature, spend time with your close friends, cuddle your pet, like not romantic activities, right? That also provide pleasure and play and passion and purpose, So you can get those feel-good neurotransmitters out there, getting in nature, doing yoga, getting sun on your skin, going and traveling. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm out doing a month and a half long travel of solo time, of reminding what pleasure feels like beyond just the romantic sense, you know, and really focusing on the basics after your breakup of diet and exercise and getting regular sleep. These are all, all very important parts of healing, of growing, of learning about yourself, of making sure that you're stable and finding your way back home so that you can become a living sanctuary, right? That That's my biggest goal for y'all is to become a living sanctuary for those around you because when we heal in this way after breakups, we no longer transmute our trauma onto other people because we didn't do the healing, And we just jumped into another relationship and then we're having the same arguments and we're projecting our trauma onto them and they're confused. And then because they're confused, we feel misunderstood and then we're passing this trauma back and forth together. And this is what makes dating so hard, so confusing, so dysregulated. This is literally why I created Becoming That Bitch, the masterclass that's happening July 20th to the 22nd. Because if we all knew how to date in this way, better yet, if we all knew how to go through a breakup in this way, how much more safe would we feel to be our authentic selves, to be too much, to be seen, to show up boldly? 
the conversations we would have, the boundaries we would set, the love making that could commence because we felt safe, we felt connected with someone to unfold and to be. And so if you're someone that's going through a breakup right now or you're struggling to get over your ex, it's really one looking at the science and connecting it with the soul. Because the more you align with your purpose and your passion and your mission that are non-romantic, the more you find your way home to yourself. Okay? And so the first thing that I recommend and to walk through is stop writing that social media rodeo of getting that oxytocin hit and feeling like you're connected to them and getting angry and doing the thing and carrying them into your present moment. I get it, it's going to be hard. I still sometimes do it from time to time. But it's one of those things that we have to be our greatest alignment with that. And delete them, block them if you have to. Just stop writing that social media rodeo. Second is getting back to the basics. Sleeping, eating, self-pleasure, exercise, nature. Get back to the basics. I get sometimes it's hard because we're in our swamps of sadness. And that's so very real. But right now, you need you more than anyone can give it to you. So if you want to make a checklist of the things that you do daily, just I had a sticky note when I first started with my breakup of like, what's the one thing I can do today to show myself love? Usually a walk. That hot girl summer walk. That was my vibe. And then moving through into where can you start to Allow yourself to be seen. Do you want to go have a cheeky flirt? Do you want to go make out on bars? Do you want to enjoy the attention of others and remind yourself that people are still out there? Do you want to download the apps? Not as a way to bypass the discomfort you are feeling because of your grief, because you're alone now, but as a way to learn more about yourself and to build confidence. Your light, your star, your joy is in no one else's hands but your own. And that is the biggest takeaway with breakups is sometimes we realize, oh, I gave them my joy. I attached my joy to them. So in your breakup, can you take that back? Can you start to recalibrate your nervous system to find joy within yourself, to find play within yourself, to find peace within yourself? It is you who holds your star. Everyone else, they just... Maybe give it a little sprinkle and shine, but they do not hold it. It is you. So if you're going to go out and you're going to do the cheeky flirt thing, fantastic. But do it from a space of alignment. And if that's something you're struggling with, that's what we're going to be covering in Becoming That Bitch. The fourth one is spend a month after your breakup finding alternative ways to supply in your brain with chemicals that they crave. Going on walks, spending time with friends, being outdoors, Self-pleasure, self-care, whatever that means, re-uptake your brain to calibrate its neurological needs and chemicals produced by yourself. Give yourself 30 days in that. Next is dating non-negotiable. So when you get into moving, I should have put this one last, but whatever. Um, when you get back into dating, create your non-negotiables. Look back on this past relationship and what did you not like? What did you not like? And start to notice that and build trust with yourself and then build some boundaries around that of what you desire of, you know, someone calling how often of, you know, your Friday nights to yourself of 
one date night a week of uh, tr solo travel, of couple travel? Like, what is it for you? What are your non-negotiables? And can you set up boundaries around that? Another thing that helped me going through my breakup is make a list of all the fucked up shit that they did. I know that sounds crazy. But our brains are going to do this fancy thing where we romanticize it. That they weren't that bad. That it wasn't that bad. But oh, they were so good to me for this. We all do it. But make a list of the things that they did wrong. And when those feelings start to come in and you want to text them and you want to stalk them and you want to do these, look at the things that didn't go right. Because if it was perfect, it would have worked out. There are things. And it might be hard to look at them. And it doesn't mean we have to dwell in the past and hurt our hearts and do all the things. But doing this will help to remind you that it wasn't all rainbows and butterflies and sunshine and rose-colored glasses. Like, life happened. And that's okay. So make sure you spend time dating yourself, building your confidence, getting aligned with that bitch energy, getting aligned with the space that feels so empowered and tender and soft and beautiful and recognizing when it's misaligned, right? Like that word bitch, we get like confused where it's like greedy and needy and, you know, jealous and things like that. But like when it's in an aligned place, when the embodiment codes, the things that I'm teaching you inside of becoming that bitch, the masterclass, when it's from an aligned place, it's magnetic, it's healing for the world. You become a walking, living sanctuary for others to land. Invitations come naturally and that only comes from taking this space and this portal for deep healing, for allowing your heart to lead for allowing the emotions to come through you without the narrative and the story to mate and paint something else. Just letting it be as it is. There is no good or bad. It just is. And you're healing and you're on your way and there's no rush. What if this chapter of your life was the one that you're going to tell your kids about? What if right now you're living the chapter that you're going to tell stories for ages about? How would you want to tell that story? Who do you want to become and what do you want to write? How does this look for you? You are so strong. You are so bold. You are so brave. The future that you desire doesn't come from looking in the past in the rearview mirror. It only comes from looking forward. It only comes from looking at what is possible. It is okay to grieve, but don't grieve for the sake of holding that, holding on to it in your present. Grieve so that it no longer is held in your body and you can release that trauma response and regulate your nervous system to call in the next juicy, abundant chapter that is right along the horizon of letting go. Okay? I love you. If you are feeling called to step into this energy, to step into the boldness, to step into your freedom and really align with that bitch energy, becoming that bitch, becoming so bold, becoming so brave, setting boundaries, having this communication style, really remembering your worth. Becoming that bitch is happening July 20th to the 22nd. It's a three-day masterclass. You get live coaching with me. You're in a group setting. So you get to co-create and co-regulate with beautiful souls that are on the same mission of yourself if you're wanting to even up level that to take this beyond just another master class i have the micro dating mind so this is for anyone for the next 30 days inside of voxer you're going to get me coaching you alongside other magical human beings 
that are healing their hearts, that are taking dating to this next quantum level to call in the love of their life or amplify the love that they already have in their life to really step and put two feet in and really walk in a way that has trauma informed to become a living sanctuary to feel regulated to feel confident to feel safe to feel bold and this is happening this is happening for you i wish i had this when it you know we create the things we wish we had that's what this space is to take this beyond just another master class but to create some magic in the world so we can change the paradigm of dating I am so fucking excited. I will put this all in the show notes. If you're interested in joining, I hope to see you in there. This is happening, like I said, end of July, early August. And yeah, I'd love to hear from you. Come hang out over on my personal Instagram. It's Laura Patricia Martin, I-T-S, Laura Patricia Martin. Or our company, our brand, our content is Healing Too Happy, Healing T-O Happy. Share, like, review, subscribe. This is how we get this out here. This is how we grow. This is how we love. We love to hear your reflections. So if you could take a moment to just go share what you think of this, it would mean the absolute world to me. I love you so, so much and happy healings, my friends. 